Welcome adventurers, spectators, and roleplayers to Eldritch Origins, your fictional home away from home. Hell yeah. We are a D&D podcast where you follow the tale of the Golden Martyrs, but this special episode is a one-shot yours truly will be running. Ah, now you have the role of the Dungeon Master. Damn right I do. Now anything I say is canon. I wouldn't get too far ahead of yourself, buddy. I have some control over the main campaign. I'm not going to do anything that bad. Just mix some things up. It's all well and good. Just be aware I might mix some things up with 374 and someone might have to go back to the drawing board. (laughs) Chokes on you. I'm locked and loaded. I have 49 other characters at my disposal. Dear lord, that's so many. Perks of being a forever DM. Am I right, listeners? We know who we are. Yes, we do. This time, I'm Haven Joseph Lyon, playing a character in this special one-shot Nick has made for us. And I'm Nicholas Bailey, your dungeon master for this day, afternoon, or evening for this one-shot called Among the Winterholm Court, which is a prequel to the main timeline about the Verdant Saviors when they started their humble beginnings. And to continue, now we enter the next episode of... Eldritch Origins. Content warnings, ages 18 and up. Is everyone ready? Yes, sir. Let's rock and roll. I was born in the darkness. Uh, Let us begin. Welcome, everyone. Tonight will be a special episode where I, Nicholas Bailey, who currently plays 374, will be Dungeon Master tonight for a one-shot called Among the Winterholm Court. But yes, our Dungeon Master Haven uh, will be a player tonight. This is set right around the events of the, uh, the Verdant Saviors becoming a formal group. So let's roll into this. Gunner, we're going to start with your character. (gasps) Audible gasp. You find yourself in handcuffs, being led by the leader of the Blue Serpent, along with two of the guardsmen, and they bring you towards the cells of the Numbered, where you you have helped aid in the experiments, and they throw you into a cell. Right now it's dark, it's cold, you look around to see kind of a plank board that is chained to the wall to serve as a bed and just one singular light that is the only light source in this cell. And you look back to the leader and he looks at you, kind of in disappointment. I'm glad you didn't say longing word. I felt some romance there as well. Yeah, I felt, I felt the, tension, the tension is there. Listen, you can cut it with a knife. Are we about to kiss right now? <laughs> yes. You had a lot of promise, clandestine. It was a shame you will now have to be among the ones you experimented on. I don't say anything. I just look at him. Goodbye. And he starts to walk away. Make a perception check for me. Sounds good. Nine. All right. So. Oh, no. You start to look around. Uh, you notice that the other two guardsmen walk off on their own, just kind of in a patrolling security-esque walk. Um, you start to look around, you just see this orange light that just kind of is the only thing, and towards the bed, it's just kind of almost encaped in darkness. 
But you do notice on the other side of the room, out of your cell, there's this huge big contraption that you're not quite sure what it is. Mm, interesting. You could move up closer to the cell door to try and see yeah. what this is. I'm going to do that. Okay. Uh, make another perception check for me. This time for real. Yeah, there, there it is. Go. On the other side of the room, you see these two, this huge big mechanical contraption where there are these two giant glass tubes. And inside are these, we can tell, gelatin-like beings. Haven and Sonia, would you like to describe your character? You can go for save. Thank you. Um, Well, uh, Beerus is a green plasmoid who has a kind of hoodie on, even though he's in in here, uh, because he likes to do that sort of stuff. He's kind of painting on the walls right now in his cell, uh, because he has a some painter supplies. Um, he has completely white eyes. He is about 15. He's very much on the younger side. And uh, he seems very energetic and just uh, very ADHD-esque in a sense. Um, very not able to concentrate on things. Heal is the opposite. Heal is blue and pink colored, masculine and feminine on either side. And they are um, in their tube. They are about 19 years old. 1920 and they are meditating and there's a like a book like just sitting there and its pages are being turned um just sitting in front of them um they don't seem to be aware of their surroundings or where they are very much so the yin and yang um type characters um so yeah nice and gunner i forgot could you describe your character as well yes uh clandestine is basically big fur bulk. He's about uh, seven foot five or something. He's pretty tall, pretty big, but uh, he has pink skin, actually, and his fur is brown with some white mixed in, and you can actually see some normal, like, hair, like, not fur bulk hair, on his head, along with one horn. Aww. And there's some splotches of white on there, too, in his fur, but mostly brown, with pink skin. Amazing. But you two, when you notice that Premier Seracus put in this strange person into the cell. After he had his few words, he turned around and just you can see the, uh, the profile of him. You notice that he stops in his tracks. He doesn't look towards you, but he takes a moment or two and then continued to walk out of the cell room. I, I will look up for a second and then just start painting again. Hale doesn't say anything. But also for clandestine, you noted after you saw these two in this cell, you kind of look around a bit more and you notice that to the left of you is this cell window where you see some bars. I'm going to walk over to that then and look out. Uh, With your height, definitely you can see into this and you can kind of see a similar looking room. But inside this room, you see a inmate. RJ, would you like to describe your character? Uh, Sure. Fade is a... Gnome, uh, very pale skin, about three and a half feet tall. Um, he's older. He's bald with uh, tattoos on his head. He's got a white beard. He's actually like 150 years old. And he's sitting very proper and up straight. Did they leave his clothes on him or anything? Yeah. So you, you can all have your clothes. You just don't have any weapons. And for those... <laughs> it's okay. We don't have clothes. <laughs> Uh, for magic users, you guys are bound. 
I assume I don't have my spell book then. You do not have your spell book. You just, your hands are chained. You can't move your fingers. Like they're, they just fully enclose around your hand. I am my own weapon. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. And uh, he's got his hands bound, um, wearing a ragged at this point, three piece suit. Can, does he look over and see clandestine? Yes. You see this firebolg ish person just kind of peep over the uh, window bars. And he looks very, I'm assuming he looks disheveled as well. Pretty much. He just sort of glances at you and then sort of just rolls his eyes and turns back to his own private meditation. That's my secret. I'm always disheveled. disheveled. <laughs> After some time passes, you all kind of settle yourselves in. I'd like all of you to make a perception check for me. Would I know clandestine? The four, the four on the screen or everyone? Uh, yeah, just the four. I'm this is the four on the screen currently. Damn, we oh, all three got two ones? Question to the DM. Would I recognize clandestine? You said that he's works with the experiments. Um, okay. No. Well, not really, no. no. Okay. I wouldn't know you. Correct me. But you wouldn't know him how he looks now. Okay, understood. Gotcha. I do understand, yes. Okay. But if I've seen that if I've seen them before, would I would I know it? Yes. Also. Okay. That's fun. <laughs> he does not look the same. Okay, I understood. Thank you so much. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh but yes. Hey all. After in your meditation, you've come to be very attuned to your surroundings and have you gained pretty good hearing. And off in the distance, you hear like a bunch of footsteps coming, some very large, some small that are just making their way. It's a large group of people. And oh, shit. This is where we will see a group of a group of a lot of different races. Okay. Okay. So you'll see a half elven man along with a huge, very tall elephant like man. Will, would you like to describe your character? Absolutely. So Matterhorn is a very he's this very large um, albino mammoth. He's got huge tusks that have been scratched and have cuffed. Generally, oh, he's got very <laughs> got very damaged um, fur. He looks a bit aged, as if he's just going through routines. And he's he isn't talking much, but he is kind of, he grunts quite a lot. Uh, with that, and the other three that are with them is this brown-skinned Earth Genasi, a pink tiefling who looks like an elderly man, kind of in his old age. And you kind of see rearing the back is this small kobold. Now, everyone except the kobold is within shackles, and the kobold's kind of leading the way. And the one guardsman starts to walk up to the group. He looks at them quite puzzled. Uh, we weren't supposed to get any prisoners here. And the little kobold kind of makes his way around, and he just kind of just stares at, a, at him, just not really speaking. Uh, hey, hey, what, what do you see down there? Something not good. I think that might be a coup. Uh, a coup? What does that mean? It means a lot of people are about to attempt to break out near us. Oh, does that mean we get to break out too? No, that would put us know. in danger. We're not going anywhere. 
Well, why would that? We're, we're in danger in here, are we not? I mean, we're in danger from them as well, Beerus. Be smart about this. And then the half elf will look at you, or Matterhorn, and he will give a head nod, giving the cue. Matterhorn is going to, um, you'll see he kind of holds up uh, his shackles and just rips right through them, and then goes down on all fours, grunts, and starts charging straight at him, tusks out. All right, attack for me. Crawling. Do we see this happening? Yeah, you you hear this sudden break, like metal just. I move up to my. As soon as any of the guards get near my uh, cage, I'm gonna try to grab them. Oh yeah, he's gonna knock that guard straight into any nearby wall. With that, the uh, the rest of the tiefling, you just see like all the other shackles for everyone else just kind of fumbles out, and they just break. Like they just weren't even put on. It sounds like the fun's getting started already. Oh my, stop, you're gonna get us all killed. And you'll see the tiefling start to gather up this file magical energy in his hand and just point towards the guard and cast a scorcher as fire just in a straight line comes straight toward this guard. Beerus, close your eyes. Uh, I will. He puts his hands over his eyes, but he's translucent, so he sees right through it. Oh, that's God funny. damn it. That's awesome. <laughs> and with that, the guard just kind of falls down to the ground. And right now, um, the half elf man. Okay, let's see if I can do this voice right. You got this. Now I need all of you to go rescue the others quickly now. Um, hey, all, everything went really quiet, really quick. What's happening? <sighs> just be quiet. Just pretend like you're not here. Just. I don't know. Just don't say anything. Just, right. Pretend I, like I'm not here in the cell. Just chilling I'll, here. I'll, yes. I'll, I'll run over to clandestine and I'll go over to the cell. I'd like to try to break the bars down. That is a big man. I'll back up. <laughs> Roll an athletics check for me. All right. Uh, don't make comments about people's size. God. We've talked about this. With that, you just kind of take these this two um, two doors just open it up so a little bit slowly. It, t- it takes some real effort, but you manage to <laughs> clandestine, you are now free. The tiefling will walk over to here. Um, there's, there's another one in here. We need some help. And I'm just tapping, like, tapping my shackles against the bar, like, looking out, like... I guess Matter- <laughs> yep. Matterhorn will walk over and attempt to do the same. That is one amazing specimen. Roll another athletics for me, Will, to break. There we go. Just another... Another one person free. The Air Genasi will make it over towards you two in the tube cell. We don't want anything to do with this. Leave us out of it. Well, I kind of want to do something with it, but, um, I, hey, all, we could get out of here. We've been in here for a long time. Too long, actually. Yeah, the half elven men will just kind of look at the Earth Genasi who's just kind of just awaiting orders. All right, now, 373, go, go get him out. Ooh, dad's going to be mad. It's going to be so great. You'll see the Urchnasi just kind of take this great axe, walk up to Beerus, and just swing at it. I will go amorphous and shoot downward so I'm not hit by anything. And the one tube shatters and kind of create this little like ring around, but you can easily just 
touch it, like walk. Yeah, it. I'll, it. I'll, I'll slide over and just start moving. Oh, hey, oh, this feels very nice to move like this. Do you ha- do you all have a plan, or is this just attack and hope for the best? Uh, yes, we have a plan. Don't worry. My name is Adonis. I'm here to rescue all the numbered here now. We're there's going to be a safe haven for us all. Oh, and if we're all going to make it out alive. In theory. Is the guard dead? Yes, the guard is dead. 373 will then take another, you know, swings it for you. Hey, all. Kaplow. Another glass shatters. You're now free. Verdonis looks at you, Matterhorn. Help out 67 down there with the other cell. Hey, all. They're, they're number two. They they must they must have been freed before, and now now we're gonna get out of here finally. We're going to die, Beerus. Another? Do I do another uh, athletics? Yep. Please do that. I would say I would say that we're pretty slippery. I think we could get out. You're right, Beerus. There's always a chance. Yeah. There's no no use being a, a stick in the ooze, as some would say, right? Very funny, Beerus. Been working on that one. Thank you. And for this, this is a different cell as you open it. You see that there's this large glass wall. Jenny, would you like to describe your character? Sure. Um, she's humanoid. And um, she has, like, Caucasian skin. But it has, like, a bluish tint to it. You're not sure what's going on there. She is human, but she looks slightly elvish. And you just don't know why. You see that, unlike the others, has a blindfold across her eyes. And her hands and feet are shackled against the wall. Whoa, is she related to the blindfold guy? I'll say as I slowly look over. <laughs> yes, anyone with blindfolds are usually related, Beerus. That's how See? it works. Exactly, that is how it works. I knew you would, you would agree with me. Oh, my God. <sighs> well, I know who she is. Or have I worked? This is a different patient for you. Sounds good. And, uh, can I hear them through the glass wall? Yes, you can You can definitely hear a bunch of different voices from what you hear, like, all that. I slowly look at each one of them and look them straight in the eyes as if I didn't have my blindfold on. Solid. I don't know who she is, but I like her a lot. <laughs> uh, We're not making friends with any of these people, Beerus, please. Matterhorn's going to look to Verdonis for further instruction. You might want to break the glass for there. Is she even safe? Oh, obviously she's safe. She's behind glass. He's gonna. He's gonna oh, once again charge forward and smash into the glass tusks first. All right, roll an athletics check for me. As you charge up, you definitely, with your size and momentum, just break through the glass. You manage to catch yourself before you, you know, hit her, and it just doesn't take a lot of effort to just grab the shackles and just rip them off and free her. I'll look over to a uh, clandestine, clandestine, and I'll say, "I guess you could say that took a lot of bone. <laughs> Get tusks." But- the phone and the pet. Okay. Uh, Matterhorn, I'll kind of look back at you. It's just not like funny. A, a look of discomfort. Annoyance. Harris, don't talk to strangers. Hey. I say that's the fastest anyone's broken me out before. Maybe this time we'll make it out. Yes. That's promising. See, she's made it out multiple times. No, I... <laughs> that's... And she's been captured multiple times. It is not as exciting as you think. But, I mean, I've only been in here for five minutes, so. Matterhorn, he's going to notice the blindfold and look at her puzzled in a way. While this is all happening, Weston, you hear a bunch of commotion happening out of your cell. What do you do? Where's my cell? Towards the top left. 
I am actually doing nothing. I am playing with my dice in the middle of the floor, seated Indian style. All right. And as for the rest of you... And I'm whistling. (laughs) Cool. And I roll a perception to see if I can hear it, because I got big old elephant ears. Yes, you can. My passive perception is a 17, if that counts. Okay, Beerus, uh, you could definitely hear that. Hey, that... Is, um, is... my passive perception is also 17. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you guys are A-OK. Uh, my passive perception is 11, <laughs> thank you. I'm glad we're all on the same page. Um, hey all, do you hear that? Uh, there's some kind of music somewhere. It's probably one of the other patients, Beerus. They will walk over to the cell that they hear the whistling from. Hello, is anyone in there? I'm not a patient, sweetheart. Are you sure you are caged? Uh, Just because I'm caged doesn't mean I'm a patient. You're right. How foolish of me. Um, There's a coup going on. I wondered if you wanted to join and maybe die. Because that seems like that's what everyone else wants to do. Uh, I would love to. I've been waiting on someone to break me out of this place. Welcome to the Fools, then. Is there a master release for these cells anywhere? I'd like you to make a perception check for me. You notice that even by the um, the tubes over here, there are a few, like, buttons and maybe even the levers. But they're the only ones inside this room. And you can kind of see that there's, like, with these lights that light up by their self that have no flame. They're using some sort of power. And you couldn't have, like, insight to that these other buttons, maybe switches, might do something else that might affect the entirety of this room. Would I know what they do? Yes. For this contraption, there is a button to open and close the glass tubes. There's also a button to kind of use a suction method to transport these tubes around the facility. Make a history check for me. So you, so you know that with these two special gelatin-like beings, they're, you know, they're very slippery people. They can fit through pretty much anything, and it's been here to kind of transport them around the facility without them with the possibility of escaping. And you know that Premier Sarakis watches over these two very intently. The others, there is one to control the lights in here, and then the other, there's the lever to unlock all the doors. I'll flick that one. Clandestine, are you telling us this? Are you sort of standing there going, well, this one makes the tubes go around, and this one does this? Yeah, sure. I speak out loud. Well, this one does this. This one does this. All right. I'll just... I'm still chained, but I'll just, like, I don't know, do something with it. Yeah. As you kind of unlock all the doors, all the doors open up, and you see a couple more people uh, walk out of their cells, just kind of in confusion, like, what's going on? I asked Clandestine, are any of these, will these transport the tubes close to any exits? Not that I know of. It's not, it's... I wouldn't know, but they are monitored quite closely, so we should probably get out of here pretty soon because the headmaster will likely know that these two are missing. I told you this was a mistake. 
not a mistake. Uh, mistakes can be fixed, and we just need to get out of here before Dad finds us. Where did you go? I don't see you anymore. You keep talking. Where are you? Oh, I unlocked the door for you. Never mind. Thank you. So yeah, after kind of everyone just like gets out of their cell, clandestine, you do know that there is some sort of security system in place, and you're wondering why it hasn't gone off yet. This seems suspicious. There, no one has come yet to stop us. And even after the master release was unlocked, nothing has happened. Hale will go up to clandestine. You're a scientist, aren't you? I was. And you're here to help us. You're not a spy. If I was a spy, I would had no idea that these guys were coming. And I motioned to the people breaking us out. I was just thrown in and... Uh, I'm not a spy, but I have no ability to make you trust me, so you'll just have to take my word for it, I guess. Yeah, Urch and Nasi will just walk up to those who are still chained and just, with brute strength, just break them. All right, and then the uh, half-elf, half-elven man will kind of walk in the middle. Can you do that? Uh, Just, there's some confusion going on. Um, I'm Verdonis. I'm here to free all of you and make a safe haven for us, for you number folk. Um, but right now we need to get out of here and get out of here as quick as possible. Sound good? That sounds good to me, yes. That sounds fine, young man. Where, where are our effects stored? Um, I don't know. I think there's a room for it. We just, we just found out where exactly all of you are uh, stationed, but it should be on the way out. Shouldn't be an issue. And why do you want us? Why are you breaking us out? <laughs> well, um, I, I do have a significant other who is like you people, and she's told me the horrific stories. And we agreed to create That's this. fine, that's fine. Let's get moving. Oh, okay. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> And they start making. Uh, Aster snorts, and she's like, "You people, you have no idea." All right, and as you guys kind of start going down this hallway, you'll see like two guards starting to run. But seeing the large group of people, they're like, "Uh oh!" And they just have like a battle stance ready. Oh shit! They're running away from us, or they're standing their ground. Uh, the the one closest to you guys will just kind of look back, just hoping that he doesn't run away, but he's standing his ground. The other guy is a bit shaky. Matterhorn's nice. going to walk up and, like, he's going to inhale really hard, and, like, out of his trunk is going to blare like a war horn. Does this guy start running away? Yeah, they run away. <laughs> I, I jump on his back. Am I able to catch him? He's going to just be able to outrun you. Well, I'm going to try to, like, attack. Like, jump on his back and attack to drink the blood. Okay. Sure, go for it. From behind, I grab and just, like, bite into his throat. All right, roll damage for me. For nine points of damage. And then for my bonus action, I hang on and keep drinking blood. Okay. It doesn't, yeah, just... doesn't do any additional damage, but it gains me another sorcery point. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. The rest of you guys can start run, or moving up forward. As uh, Verdanis kind of walks over to the other guard, he'll just like quickly punch him and knock him out. 
As you guys turn the corner here, you'll see that to your immediate right, there's another, there's like an okay, entryway. I did it. <laughs> take a right. And a little bit up more, there, you'll see another, you'll see the hallway continuing, and then there's another oh, entrance God. to the right. Uh, clandestine, just for you, you know that the room to your immediate right, that is the equipment where everything is stored for, you know, all that. And the next, the next hallway to the right, uh, leads out. All right, Beerus, hold on. That next um, one, that that next room is the escape, but we need to get our equipment. Ah, okay. Uh, I'm I'm holding. The equipment, like he said, seems to be in here. Um, but just be wary. There are no locks. It seems. Um, I'd hurry though. Yep. For those who uh, have equipment, you can now just equip yourself with everything, uh, like armor, weapons, any other um, trinkets and baubles. When I got abducted, did they grab the stuff I was traveling with, like maybe jewelry and or spare suit? Yeah, he can. Yeah, there's like there's only one suit that he has and then has your steel umbrella and probably just a couple of with the more expensive like accessories that you have. Okay. Well, he he finds that he starts stripping down right then and there. Uh, oh behind, my gosh! Behind the, behind the lid, he says, "Would you give? Would you people give me some privacy?" Steps behind one of the open lids and changes into his clean suit. Puts his couple rings on and has his uh, steel umbrella. Nice. Yeah. So you guys come back out, make it over to. Um, this now hallway, will you see that there's a left corridor you can go, or you can just keep going straight? Clandestine, you know that it's towards the left is the exit, and Verdana starts making his way, like, in the direction of the left. Sounds good. I won't say anything, because he knows what, what he's doing. Yep. And pff, there you go. You guys, then, after some more rooms, um, there's not much other guards it was mainly just those guards there, and there's a few where you thought you'd see more of, but you definitely guys make it out. And once you step outside, it's a little bit cold. Okay, I have a question, DM. Yes. Do I know what was down the other hallway? Yep. Would you like to elaborate on that? Or? Would you like <laughs> to elaborate? Um, experiment room. Where I'm, I have to go back. I have to go back. What I know that that's. I have to go yes. back. Yeah. yeah. Beerus, stay here. If 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 hey all's going, I'm going because I've been in there before too. Aster, do you want to come? Uh, if you're asking nicely, I'll come along. Oh yes, sorry. Would you please come along? Well then, of course I will. So you come back down. <laughs> And you see the this um, great like kind of larger doors. Um, as you're kind of walking up, you can see on the ground various um, wear and worn down metal and stone of the ground, where like wheels have been pushed out, a lot of walking, that sort of thing. You kind of do notice a few scratches just from mm-hmm. people being forcefully taken into this chamber. All of you know or have personally experienced some form of experiment. Once you actually enter, you see a bunch of cells 
cages more of uh, two similar tubes where if you've just been transported um, for you, hey, all you've mm-hmm. lived in the tubes for as long as you mm-hmm. can remember being your uh, plasmoid self mm-hmm. aster for you. You've been experimented along a lot in the uh, metal cages that are sometimes raised up where they kind of just experiment under you, putting you through torture clandestine. This is where you've helped out experiment on other people and other numbered. But you also know this is where you kind of became yourself here too. Um, This place sucks, am I right? It doesn't have good memories. No. Well, I don't see anyone in here we need to rescue. I think we should trash the place. I actually agree. First, I would like to look around. Can I do a perception or investigation? Okay, yes. Then, yeah, roll an investigation for me. Um, As you search around on the various desks and just kind of like platforms, you really can't find much about you. There are notes about other experiments, all that. There are records of incoming experiments coming that are being transported new ones that are be that are going to be given their collars but you don't find mm. anything about you or beerus um well aster um you said you wanted to destroy the place hells yeah i do i would like to help you with this all right well uh here's my tinder box let's just start setting stuff on fire oh yes that is efficient why are you saying uh, so okay, yeah. You guys start start doing wrecking stuff. Start firebolting just all over the room. Okay. Anything that you two do special? Well, I see that Hayal has gotten the pep the papers or at least what she expects to get from the desk. So I just like light a match and drop it on the desk <laughs> and just and just keep walking around lighting matches. <laughs> Nice. So yeah, you guys definitely start setting fire to this room. And as time, those that are able to be burned, things, uh, fire is starting and it's starting to smoke up the room. You burned all the papers, all the information records of this room, just kind of go to a flame. All right. I think that was enough excitement. We should probably head back. Well, uh, I can never have enough excitement, but we can head back anyway. Yeah. It would not but, be good to stay here for too much. Unless you want to set on fire, which, Aster, I'm beginning to be unsure if maybe you would like that. That's fair. Verdonis will come around the corner. It's like, um, this is all well and good that you're getting revenge on the people that, you know, but we need to get out of here. Um, the, there, there could be more guards. We don't want to run in with Syracuse. We should go now. We understand. Okay, daddy, let's go. Okay, and yeah, uh, you guys start to run out. And in the midst of this large but kind of, you know, small group of individual numbered people, you guys just start running out in the middle of the street. Uh, Do you guys like kind of go towards the buildings to be a more stealthy approach or are you just running right out of the city? I'm doing what Verdonis does. He knows what he's doing, it seems like. Verdonis is sticking to the shadows. Okay. That's going to be hard for me, but I'll try. I'd like all of you to start rolling stealth checks for me. Well, you do notice that as you're running around, um, with it being the colder weather, 
there's not a lot of people outside, mainly because uh, there are kobolds and they don't really like the cold, but there are a few occasional people. There's always the guards. As a group stealth roll, you guys manage to um, run around without being noticed and you're making your way towards the tree line. And as you're all heading behind Matterhorn. Yep. As you all are running, um, Verdanus, he, he'll say, all right, everyone, um, just, so just be on this tree line and then we'll uh, find, find a place. And as you guys are running out to this tree line, I need you all to make dexterity saving throws. And as you guys are running, Aster and Miss Fenfix, um, you're all running together as a group. And then for some reason, you guys, you see um, your your vision start to kind of warp around a bit and you feel your body kind of just like this strange feeling inside. And all of a sudden you're no longer in the this wooded area and you find yourselves kind of, you two fall down face first to the ground and everyone else catches yourself as you now look upon uh, this new environment that you're in. Ow! What? What's wrong? What happened? My horns are stuck in the ground. Oh. Matterhorn. Uh, Matterhorn will go over. Yeah. Um, are they still hanging on? Are they okay? Or they just fell. They're fine. They just fell. They okay. You guys don't take any damage. You guys just fell. Okay. <laughs> Losers. I, I just, kidding. like, stay face down in the dirt, and I'm like, <sighs> figures. Esther, are you all right? I think so. <laughs> I'm gonna help Miss uh, Fanfix. Maybe if you get your face out of the dirt, you will feel better. And they'll reach their hand out and make it humanoid. And I, I gratefully there. accept Hale's hand and get my face out of the dirt. Hale <laughs> will uh, look back to Barris and be like, "This is how we treat people. Take note. This is how we treat people. Taking notes. <laughs> Got it. And." As you kind of start to regain yourself, you look around, you see, it looks like the same area that you're in, but it's kind of different in a sense. And it's, you can see it warp a little bit where you can now see like the ground is no longer a brown grass. Instead, it's this vibrant green. And you look around to see multi-colored trees everywhere now, both pine, maple, birch, but they're all kind of different in a sense. And you kind of see them shift a little bit. Some actually being, um, having faces and having conversations. Others, we see these small humanoids with wings kind of just flying in, in the treetops. And you see these small dancing lights kind of just um, dancing around some bushes here and kind of take in to see this new environment that you've traveled in. Oh, thank God. I'm finally back home. Thank you all for bringing me back home. Uh, Verdanus will look at you and say, uh, where are we? We're in the Feywild, finally. I'm sorry, did you say the Feywild? Yes, we're in the Feywild, can't you see? Everything glimmers and shines. It's gorgeous. Was this part of the plan? I didn't know any plan. I just followed everyone. Um... Verdanus, was it? Was it part of the plan? Uh, to be perfectly honest with you, not really. But 
I didn't know that there was this portal to get even get here. Good. Beerus. Accident or no accident, I appreciate you bringing me here. <laughs> uh, that gives me so much confidence. Yes. Um, Beerus, remember all those stories I told you about the Fey Wilds? Um, not really. <laughs> okay. Well, as fun and as exciting as they are, they're very scary. And they're very scary. scary. Yes. So you have to be careful. But you're 15 now. I am 15 now. And uh, you did punch a man. Very much so. You see, you see the way he went down so quick? It was I like, did. Boom! <laughs> down. It was very impressive. So Thank I'm you. going to stop trying trying so hard to keep you to keep you a kid because you're not and you and you can take care of yourself yes i, I trust can take you care to, of myself can i trust you to maybe not walk behind me but walk beside me i would love that okay how do we get out of here um why would you want to get out of here this isn't my home i don't know anything I've read books. I don't. I don't. Me and Beerus don't belong here. But but they're not going to find you here. No one knows where this place is. Yes, we could actually use this for the uh, safe haven. And and Harold, I mean, we we kind of look like we belong here now, don't we? I mean, I don't really think people like us necessarily look the same as everyone else in Doriel. Of course, you belong here, sweetheart. Well, well, thank you. Sometimes I forget. Um, so, a safe haven. Are we even allowed here? Aren't there rules? Um, well, I guess we... I mean, the Feywild, I don't know that anyone rules over it. I think it's all just land and it's all, like, community-based. Oh, but I don't I believe anyone's here. I didn't mean rulers. I meant rules. We are not from the Feywild. If we stay here, we are subject to attacks from those who do not want us here. Well, we're not subject to attacks in Doriel. Exactly. So I can protect us, and you know my associates as well will be able to protect us. Just like you helped us from not falling into the Feywild. Well, I wasn't aware that you know uh, this portal was here. Matterhorn is visibly uncomfortable. Okay. Well, uh, a plan. We need a plan, right? You're gonna, you're gonna love it here. Yes. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Oh man, this this changes things. I need to get back to Zerani. Um. All right. Well, maybe we can find something here that will help us get back. Perception check. I want to look for things. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As you look around, you notice that. It's, yeah, you're kind of in a very wooded area, but it starts to thicken in front of you. And you can see that just like, just a little bit northwest, there's this great, huge tree that spires upwards. This 15 year old has found a big tree that I think we should go check out. If if anyone looks at Beerus, they'll look over and he has made himself a ooze-like mustache that he's curling looking at the big tree. <laughs> Have you found something, Beerus? Yeah, uh, yes, big tree. Ah, Phenomenal. Yes. Uh, let's go for that. That looks like it could be a good home. Hmm. Beerus and Verdonis do have a point. It's 
it is large enough to make a home and also large landmarks such as that would be very useful in case Verdonis here is trying to rescue more of us, it would be useful for there to be a large landmark that we can easily find our way back to. My point exactly. So why don't Adderhorn we... That was actually my point. Matterhorn will turn to, uh, to Verdonis and say, So you found your home. Yes, and now I will try and find you a way back, Matterhorn. We Good. And you guys start walking a bit. Um, as this kind of large group starts tracking its way through the Feywild, things kind of a little bit different. You can see that this is a much more vibrant life and almost seems um, very happy and joyous as you just kind of see um, pixies just floating around. Um, going in and out of carved trees that they have made their own homes of. You do see, however, a deer, like just a regular deer off in the distance. And he just kind of looks at you guys like he was kind of trotting along and then he just stops and notices you all. Beerus, be quiet, but look. (laughs) There's a deer. Oh, and then the deer will just stare at you with his um, just his beady eyes, and we'll look back and then start continuing his journey. I, I think I think I won the staring contest. I think you did too. As you start to get into the more thick of the woods, um, you notice that you start to walk on like a path. You get to the uh, path and you start making your way, and it kind of leads you into where like this grand entrance where you see like the big tree in front of you um but but just before that it goes up to this opening where you see um, a bunch of rocks but in the middle of this opening is this stone um like platform and pedestal that houses what you can see at the um top of it is this yellow orb and to the side of it there are these uh, green lights that just kind of emanates fey magical light um, and really make this a grand structure. If you look to your left, you'll see a man about 60 or 50 feet above you in this treehouse-like home. You see him kind of just look down. You notice that this man is what would look to be an elf, but his skin is kind of a light green and you see his hair is almost kind of in dread, dread dreadlocks and also a mixture of like leaves. He has kind of a, a darker green hair and just kind of a whole full green apparel. And he just looks down and notices you all and he sees the surprise and you see the smile come on his face and you see him uh, kind of just leap off, do like a Pocahontas swan dive and turn into a hawk. And he just flies oh. down over to you guys and kind of just lands about and transforms back into his person before. And he goes, well, hey, hello, how are you all doing? Oh, my gosh. Let's see. We got, well, we don't have any elder and that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, I haven't seen you all here. You all knew where you come from. How, where, why, when. Eldrin, are you an elf? Yes, I am an Eldrin. Nice to meet you all. I am Zorian. I've read about you. Oh, have you now? I didn't know they made books about me. Well, uh, not you. Um, 
Yeah, you. Um, we're from... The Material Plane, obviously, because you're not from the Feywild. Maybe, are any of you from the Feywild? I'm, I'm, I'm pushing my way through from the back. Excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, excuse me. <laughs> oh my god. I'm from the Feywild. Oh, are you? What part are you from, my friend, my large friend? Uh, I'm, I'm from the, well, there's no real parts to this place. But there, there's a portal. There's a portal in an. I don't know where I'm from anymore. Hmm. Well, well, you are part of the Winderholm Court. I the, am one of the Archdruids. Sorry. The what? I, I haven't Winderholm. heard of that. Winderholm. Yes. Winderholm. Uh, Archdruid means that you form an arch over things, right? No, like in it a big means... doorway. <laughs> No, uh, sorry about him. Uh, it means he's in charge. He's he's important. Ah, we should probably change your title so it's a little more clear for some people. <laughs> sorry. I smacked Beerus with my umbrella. Ow. Okay, Dad. Jeez. Um, it's a pleasure, but uh, we're part of your court now. Well, no, you are right now in the court. I oh. am one of the uh. I guess you could say council members of this court. There are others as well, but right now you are in kind of my domain. See, council members is a good blanket term for that. I feel like that covers everything that we're going to. (laughs) It is a pleasure to meet you. Um, We are in need of safe haven. Well, uh, yes, definitely. You can stay here. We can help you out. I can give you assistance. You can stay here as long as... How long are you staying here? Hmm? Um, oh. Forever? Forever? How long as it takes? As long as it takes. Uh, that's that's, a, that's definitely a lot better. Because uh, Sorry, no offense to you all, but you just came here in my land, and of course I'll be hospitable as I am of one of the council members of the Winterholm Court. Hey, 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 hey! Ah! Well, green child, get away yes. from that. Now. Uh, the fountain! It's not a fountain. It's a pedestal. I didn't even notice. Beerus. Sorry, I was not paying attention. I would have made him so. Oh, my God. Beerus. Beerus. I'm so sorry. I I, I was just just looking. That's all. Look further away. You will not touch that orb. He he won't. Child. Uh, Yes, of of course. I will not touch the orb. He won't. He won't. Come on, Beerus. Come on. What's so special about the orb? Oh, don't worry. They'll be here. They're just a lovely group of people. And he kind of just gets up as he's just like slowly his way towards the conversation. And and, uh, the closer he comes, like, hey, I'll just put their arm, you know, more in front of Beerus. So you'll see more normal deer start to come in. And as they're kind of just trotting towards, you'll see that they kind of start to stand up a bit and then shift into this humanoid body. Oh, but to answer your question, uh, what are you? A fireball? Clandestine. Yes. Clandestine. Clandestine? Clandestine. However you want to pronounce it, I don't really care. <laughs> I like Tyne. Tyne is like Clementine. Sounds cool. It's really cool. You know, they're a great food. We don't have them here, but that portal is always nice. Um, but to answer your question, clandestine, uh, this here, and he kind of just kind of like does this, like just present it in a royal way. Uh, this here is the orb of Umbrellion. And if you don't know who that is, that is the dragon that walks that watches over the Feywild itself. 
It's one of the more legendary creatures. That's quite interesting. Yes. What is the... Why shouldn't we touch it, then? Uh, it's, it's a very sacred sac- object, but it's very powerful, too. It can do a lot of things. It can always, you know... Uh, it can distort time a bit. It can always cause, you know, things to open and close. Very powerful artifact, but I was put in charge of overseeing it by Tesea, who is another one of the council members of the court. I go up, I say, when you say open and close stuff, my good man, do you mean portals to other planes? Yes, it's, um, it's one of the things that actually causes the sporadic portals to come about in the material plane that allows access between our two environments and civilizations. Can you control it? <laughs> I mean, you could, but it is off limits to the likes of you. He puffs himself up. The likes of me? Well, not just you specifically, but mainly all of you. I was put in charge of watching it to make sure none of others were to touch it. Very sacred object here. Can you teach us how to use the orbs so we can create our own portal? No, you may not touch the portal. You cannot create your own portal. No, you may not. I'm sorry. We are just trying to understand what what you want from us. We don't want to intrude. Oh, I don't want anything from you guys. You're the ones looking help from me, and I'm here to save you, to give you food and rest. He's offering us food and shelter, which if we take it, that means that we we took something from him, he'll expect something in return. I'm guessing, Nick, I don't mean to... I can give him something in return. One less person to worry about. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but Matterhorn, as time comes up, the one um, Omakir deer humanoid will offer you some fruit. Matterhorn with his trunk goes to reach for it, but kind of stops and like looks at Zoraid and like under his breath say, "What's the catch?" Oh, there's no catch whatsoever. Inside checking that. Inside checking that. Checkin that shit. <laughs> don't I ever say. Truth. I don't care. Can I read his thought? <laughs> I got a fucking money. Give me it. Give me the truth. <laughs> Show me the money. Show me the um, money. Ms. Fenfix and Hey All, um, it's a little, it's a little sus. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would eat that yet. I have read many a book about the Feywilds, and I know that there are rules that we do not understand. It's true. She used to read a lot of books whenever we were growing up. <laughs> yes, Beerus, I did, and I don't think you're telling the truth. Part one, little blue girl. Matterhorn puts the apple back down. Could I have the name of you that's your smart to read books? My My name's Beerus. Beerus. It was so nice to meet you. Um, I'm Heal. Heal. Perfect. Anyway, fine. If you do not want to accept my fruit, that is all right. And he kind of like takes it and then he kind of does the uh, roll and he kind of like bops it up and catches it. Should they have given their names? Isn't there a rule about that as well? What? Yep. There's so many rules. Excuse me, Ryan. I'd like to talk to my friends for a second. And I'm going to put them all in a group, and then you can tell us what the rules are so I can pass it along to them and hear myself. Okay. Uh, That was like the last trick I was going to pull on you guys. So there is the name rule. So the rule about names is that for powerful Fey in the Feywild, I mean, this is kind of a little bit less homebrew, but I think the actual rule is that they can take your name and like, so in the Feywild, your names have power. 
And when that power is taken away from you, you don't have a lot of power. He now, in theory, in game, has power over you two, which he could take it away and do a couple of other things. I mean, I think just taking your name away is the main thing, and you don't remember it. But you, I'm homebrewing it where I could do a little bit something more. Is there is there anything else we need to know about this place that I can pass along to everyone else? Mainly just because that the the uh, Umbrellion, if you would like to describe that in a little bit more detail, Haven. Ah, yeah, Umbrellion is the basically kind of like a sub god, sub deity of Feywild, who is this big rainbow like dragon who, uh, uh, whenever the cloudburst happens on on the material plane. A similar thing happens in the Feywild, which you guys saw whenever we were in the Feywild, where the Umbrellion, the Rainbow Dragon, will go across and create uh, cotton candy-like pink clouds, and the Pixies will come and dance around Umbrellion uh, in celebration of the Cloudburst. Uh, the Cloudburst and everything like that, and colors in the world are the things that actually power uh, Umbrellion to have uh, the flight and ability that the Dragon does. I walk towards uh, whatever his name is, and I poke him with my umbrella and say, You poke him. <laughs> but I don't think, I think you're trying to pull something over on us, and we will not stand for this. I will allow that. And he brushes off his chest. <laughs> he will kind of just, you're right. It was rude of me to do so. Clandestine, Hall, and Beerus. I apologize as an Eldrin, and I give you back your names. Um, anyway, with no tricks, no nothing, just us Fey like to prank around a bit. I will give you, you can stay here in my domain free of charge. There is no tricks, no nothing that will come from me or my people. Beerus will say, do you promise? Roll persuasion. Yes, small child, I promise. Thank you. That's good. <laughs> oh, it is good. I haven't had guests in many time, although I do enjoy everyone's company, including myself. Uh, anyway, if you need me, hey. I'll be up here. Also, child, do not touch the orb. You got it. I happen to notice you didn't tell anyone else to not touch the orb. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, is that out of game? <laughs> Oh, no, that's in character. Oh, God. Of course it was said aloud. <laughs> this is Aster, guys. What, what do you expect? By the way, while he's looking through that, uh, because he said promise, Nick, we would see that uh, lines would attach to, uh, energy-like lines would attach to Beerus and Zorion, because he has made a promise in the free one. Uh, I get fucked. <laughs> Wow. You can't break shit. <laughs> Get fucked. Oh, to be the DM in your own world of creating. <laughs> you're you're yeah. DMing and playing, and it's the weirdest thing. He's I'm sorry, I had, I, had to make, I had to make sure that that was noted, because that's what happens every time. Yep. And he will start to kind of climb his way back up to his little treehouse fort. How many of the deer people are around us now? They haven't moved. They're just going to start kind of just like after... Aster's comment, just kind of chill around the circle dude. And Verdanus will kind of just gather you all around a bit, and he'll be like, all right, so um, just from, from learning all this information, we're all in agree, in agreed accordance. Yeah? Is that the Agreement? word for it? Agree accordance? 
I think the word you're looking for is agreement. Agreement. Thank you, child. We all just make fun of Verdonis. <laughs> Please. On behalf of Thaddeus, I would appreciate it. I think we're all in agreement to um, kind of see what this orb can do for us and get back to the uh, material plane. I had thought about that as soon as he told me what it could do. Powerful. I mean, they took our names. That wasn't in the book. I. This isn't safe. Well, you our said names have been given safe. back to us. For, yes. I mean, I guess you won't fall for that one again, but uh, who knows what else they can do. Wait a second. If if he promised that nothing would happen to us while we were here, does that mean that we can touch it and he can't do anything? <laughs> I don't... I don't know. I mean... Well, because he said... Question. He said in the contract that I stated with him was that that he could not touch me and, and he could not do anything to us bad and his people couldn't do anything to us bad. When did you learn the word contract? Absolutely, young man. I think that's what it means. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure about this. It, it put my, it put my brother in danger. I. <laughs> Thanks for freaking out. Uh, did you anticipate this? Paris, I'm fully support this plan. I feel like someone should go touch that thing. And it shouldn't be Beerus. I'll do it. One of you can. I'll do it. Way ahead of you. I start walking um. up. <laughs> I think Nick might cry. I think oh, Nick cry. might cry. Nick, do you cry. need a moment? <laughs> Nick, do you, do you need a moment, buddy? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, as as you're walking up, Clanstein, uh, dear people Clanstein. physically block you. Okay. <laughs> and be like, uh, um, what, are you, what are you doing? You're not allowed to touch this. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Because you, you don't want to do that. Because... Oh, why not? <laughs> you don't want to do that. Keep... Hey, hey, and he'll like, like block you. I use my telekin. I can use, I'm going to use my telekinetic feature to try and shove him five feet back. You could have just grabbed the orb. You're going to give Nick an actual stroke. Let's go. So okay. uh, the telekinetic shove is a bonus action. I can te- telekinetically shove one creature I can see within 30 feet of me. When he does, when I do so, the target must succeed on a strength saving throw, uh, or be moved five feet away from me. A creature can willingly fail the save. So, seventeen DC for that. Yes. Like that. Also say that passes. That, that that passes. That in the promise that I never said that we couldn't harm them. That's true. Yes, but we shouldn't harm people. But I'm just saying that. So DM knows. Well, oh, so DM knows. Yeah. Yep. They'll just start breaking. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, 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 guys, guys. I don't want more violence. Beerus, no! Oh my god. I still want to make a break for it. (laughs) All right, go for it. And as you touch the. uh, I hate everything. The um, string that was attached to you (laughs) breaks. Oh, fuck. How's that? What's the reason behind that? Because when he said. Because he's DM. The orb to you. Oh. Fair enough. I touched it, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As you as you pick it up, you can feel a strong like you haven't really dealt with a lot of magic in your life, but you definitely you feel that. Wow, this is what magic is. There's a lot of it contained in this small orb. Beerus, put it down. Can I? Because I can. This is hell. uh, Mage hand with my telekinetic ability as well. 
can, and I can make it invisible too. Can I just do that and just place it on the orb, grabbing it as well? So in case something happens, I can just yes. move it around. Right. But as I'll do as, that, I'll, hold on, I'll just set it on top, like of the orb, while not trying to oh. take it from Beerus. Yeah, but I'm just setting it there, so I have it there just in case. Okay. Yeah, you can do that. Then once everyone stopped moving, once that happens, <laughs> Zorian will come back out. What did I say, child? Well, Finish. now I see this. <laughs> no, no. We're just going to beat the show. I'd like everyone to roll initiative. <laughs> Thank God. What? Beerus, you're up. All right. Movement. 40. Oh, this is a good idea. Then for my regular action, I'm going to, to uh, Verdonis and give the orb to him. And then... I'll use a key point just in case to do patient defense. Okay, which which does can I? Uh, I take a dog dodge action as my bonus action on my turn. So, uh, I anyone who tries to attack me will be at disadvantage. Cool. Who would you like to pass your turn to? I'm gonna pass it to yeah, clandestine. So wait, let's go. I'm gonna back up. All right. Oh, that's gonna be a good one of them. Use will of try and reach out and touch you. That is a twenty-three. That is okay. I'd like you to make a wisdom saving throw. You succeed. Oh, uh, sweet. But you take five points of psychic damage as, okay. as he touches you. You kind of just feel like this shaking in your head, rattling in your brain for a second. But the other will use his short sword and swing down at you. 13 to hit. I'm going to use my reaction to cast shield. So it will not hit after that. Cool. So as he swings down on you after the touch, you just like you focus up and you see a sword coming towards you and you cast a spell and you ha- create this arcane barrier that ping bounces off. Okay. Yeah, I can back up even more. And then I'll cast Fireball. It has a 20 foot radius. It's going to be all of them. With the orange kind of just getting ready to start to make its way, having this fireball just kind of blast right in front of it, you just kind of and just engulfs him a bit. The same with the uh, green one as well. But the other two, they kind of just brush it off a bit as like this fiery, tense and heat just kind of scorches and singes their fur a bit. But uh, the green and the orange one look really rough. With my bonus action, I can telekinetic shove uh, a creature within 30 feet of me. Yep. Which will be the blue one. I'll try and telekinetically shove him back five feet. Uh, The DC is a a strength save with a DC of 16. He got a 13, so five feet back. And then that's my turn. All right, the red one will start to make his way over to you, Fade, and slash at you with his short sword. So that's a 17 to hit. It definitely hits. Um, I'm going to use my reaction and take on mist form. Okay, that's a reaction. And it only lasts for one round, and it makes me invulnerable to physical damage. Gotcha. So that just kind of goes right through you, and you don't take any damage. I guess since that hit you, it's your turn? I am going to... In mist form, I can remove 60 feet, and I don't get any attacks of opportunity on me. I'll move to orange guy. I will use my bonus bonus action to do vampiric boost, which gives me plus two on melee attacks, dexterity checks and saves, and half that on my armor class. So plus one on my armor. 
Okay, and then I'm going to attack with Drink the Blood. Okay, how do you want to do this? I just bite into him and tear his throat out. With that, he will, since you attacked him, he will pass it to Zorion. He's going to cast Wrath of Nature. So that is a 60-foot cube uh, from down below, or from above. You'll see him just cast as green, like a light lime green magic energy comes out, and he just kind of... Um, yes, you start to see undergrowth and vines just kind of sprout out and start to tangle around your legs. So it's now just difficult terrain for all of you. And he will use a bonus action within this spell to cause a rock to launch at... Uh, where are you, Bears? I'm next to Zardanus, uh, Verdanus. He will chuck a rock at you. Okay, that, that's a three. Okay, so yeah... I'll say he did, yeah, he doesn't hit you. Correct. You see a, a rock just fling at you and you dodge it. Yep. He will to jump down, go and take some fall damage. Coolio and will pass it over to Green Guy. Is he trying to restrain me at the end of his turn? Yes. So make a uh, strength save. All right. Oh, fuck. Damn. You are now restrained. So the green will kind of just make his way over to you in this rough terrain and take a slash at you, Aster. That's a nine, 19 to hit. Five points of slashing damage. And now it's now your turn. All right. Well, I am going to pull out my hand axes and go right back at him. There's one. That hits. For eight points of slashing damage. Okay. On green guy, how do you want to do this? Oh, I'm pissed. And I just go right across his carotid artery and he's like he just falls right to the ground I'm going to take my second attack and I'm going to throw my second hand axe at blue guy six points of slashing damage and that's the end of my turn okay blue guy will make his way over to you slash at you 18 eight points of slashing damage and I'm going to use my reaction psionic power I get to reduce damage by 1d8 plus 5. So I take no damage. <laughs> uh, since he hit you, Hale. Hale will, now that she has her quarterstaff, they're going to attack with their quarterstaff first. I am guessing that does not hit. That hits. And then I will flurry of blows. That hits. How do you want to do this? Listen, hey all uh, has never done this before, but they just like they just try to think of everything that they've learned in their books and everything that they know, and then they just they just like close their eyes and just like follow what they know is the right move motions. And when they look up, the the creature is dead, and they're like, okay, <laughs> okay. All right, Zorion is going to finally get into this fight. He will then you'll see him misty step. In oh, a no. puff of smoke, he'll teleport right here. You'll see him um, use his magic again, this time from lime green. You'll see all the plant growth kind of just shrink back into the ground. And instead, he'll have a orange magic aura or, or arcane energy. And you'll see a line form of fire as it shoots up. Sorry, what level spell did he just cast? Four. That means I need to beat a 14. Come on, baby. What do you need? Yes. Holy shit! 
<laughs> he beat it. That's no funny. more wall of fire. Yeah, that was counterspell, it seems like. Okay. <sighs> Not going to be a happy boy. Let's see. Verdanus will go. I completely forgot about him. So Verdanus will begrudgingly come and attack Zorion. <laughs> First attack. Shit. Hell yeah. That hits? Damn. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Just beating the shit up. Uh, bonus action. So that's a total of 29 points of damage. Verdanus will then pass it to clandestine. All right. Are flanking rules in this? Yep. All right. I'm going to move here and use my bonus action to try to telekinetic push him away from me. Okay. DC 16 saving throw. Mm. Strength. 16. Okay. Well, that didn't work. All right. Well, let's see. Since most of my things are ranged, I'm going to back away from him, and I think he gets a reaction on me. All right. You're going to actually see that with this, what he has is this hovering shield that's kind of like just hovering above his forearm that has this wooden like ring in a ring with stone that has been sharpened to like a point. So it looks like a Frisbee. And then he's just going to slash at you with the shield. A 24 to hit. Not not hits. (laughs) Eight points of magical damage. All right. I'm going to cast chromatic orb at him at second level. (laughs) <laughs> That's a 23. It is fire if that changes anything. Yeah, yeah, that is 18 fire damage. Cool, cool, cool. He's doing good. He's doing fine. He's great. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. okay. And I'll just, I'll just move backwards and just chill over here by this rock. And then that's my turn. Oh, boy. So first he's going to look over to Verzanis and saying, goodbye now, and he'll touch him. Verdanus has to make a wisdom save, which I hope he fails. No offense. Come on, Verdanus. I got it, Verdanus. (laughs) (laughs) Did he fail? Fail. God damn it. He absolutely did not fail. Okay, question. Wild shape change. That is an action, correct? That is an action. That is an action. Okay, you will see Zorian wild shape. You see Zorian start to go down on all fours and slowly start to create scales and have a tail and forms into this crocodile. Blue guy will run over to Fade and try and touch you. (laughs) Just Gale, Aster, and uh, Fenfix. Fenfix is going to attack of opportunity. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm going to pick up my hand axe from where I dropped it near my feet and toss it. 13. Okay, that hits. Nine points of slashing damage. How do you want to do this? Well, I, I'm right pissed by now. And so now I just walk up to this guy and I'm like, well, I threw it at him, but I'm like, and like, oh, die, bitch. Okay, cool. Uh, before the new combat comes in, there are people entering. You see off in the distance as creatures start coming in, Miss Fenfex, you see, you're, or you recognize Blank Dogs. You also notice about the one leading cute. this charge is much larger than the rest. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Uh, with my long arms, I'm going to uh, punch Alligator Boy. First one. 12. You get flanking with Misses. that. Oh, yeah, you do get flanking. I do get flanking. So 14. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will 
Let's try and hit him again. 18. Yes. That hits. Yeah. Nine points. Nice. And you know what? I'll spend a key point to stunning strike him. Yes. He needs to make a constitution saving throw. That is a 14. Fails. 15. Yes. Yes, yes, it is. Considered stunned. He's considered stunned until the end of my next turn. That's my brother. So attack rolls against the creature have advantage. So I'm going to make this one with advantage. Seven points. Yes. He's going to pass it to Alpha Blink Dog. He will come up to Beerus. Oh. And make a bite attack. Damn, that's a nine. That misses. Cool. That blank dog misses. Purple will try and bite you, clandestine, for yep. 20. Look at that. All right, so you take <laughs> nine points. You that wasn't an attack on me. It, it is my turn. Yep. Virus, <laughs> do you think you could dodge a fireball? I can try. All right, oh that's good enough God. for me. <laughs> I, I'm going to cast fireball uh, in a way that only affects whatever his name is as a crocodile. And, and the bl- alpha blink dog, oh. the blink dog next to Beerus and Beerus. Okay. And uh, the crocodile guy will automatically fail to sitting there as well. Yep. Yeah, he will. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before I do that, I'm going to use my bonus action to te- telekinetically pull <gasps> Beerus towards me out of the way. He can choose, he can willingly fail that saving throw. I will willingly fail that saving throw. You, you are pulled closer to me. You will be out of the blast. Radius. It nicks your face. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I will. T- I telekinetically pull you. Okay. I'm uh, pretty sure that blank dog is now burnt to a crisp. Um, the orange one. <laughs> it didn't even get to uh, go. But Nick, I will say that big blank dog could probably take an opportunity attack since I'm moving out of his. Area. No, because uh, you're being pulled. Oh, never mind. You're not willingly. Okay. So, so yeah. That, that you're one, you're out of the blast radius. Uh, big blink <laughs> dog still up. But yeah, that one just burnt to a crisp. Uh, 33 points to the crocodile. Holy yes. shit. Okay, <laughs> look at that. Look, good, good job. Good job. <laughs> so no, he's, he's not back as, to um, Zorian reforms. Back. Oh, shit. Woo. Got him back. <laughs> Suck it. He's still stunned, by the way. He's still yeah, stunned. Yeah. Okay, so now it's just Verdonis. Yeah, Verdonis. All right, he will. Yeah, he didn't even need to roll advantage. He will just take um, Zorian up and just punch him right in the face, right in the nose, knocked out, and tosses him to the ground. Sweet, now we can kill him. I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) He's unconscious. Now's our chance. Uh, Alpha Blink Dog. Nice. That's six. Solid. He'll spend a key point for Fury of Blows. 21 points damage total. Okay, Blink Dog. So the Alpha Blink Dog, you'll see start to cast magic from itself onto Zorion. I'm going to do counter spell. (laughs) Okay, it is a ninth level spell. Holy shit. Wait, a ninth level spell? Yes. You got this. What do you have to break? A 19. A 19 DC. Damn. And let's see. With that, you'll see uh, as a bonus action, let me just add, you'll see the blink dog shift into this human form or human humanoid form. And you'll see this um, elven looking woman dressed up in green apparel as well and look at a lot of you. 
and won't say anything. Blink Dog, uh, Red One will go after you. Fade, that is six. Okay. Uh, Purple One will go after you, Clandestine. 22. Look at that. They finally hit something. Five points of piercing damage. All right. It's now your turn. I am going to move away from it. Gets an opportunity to attack the Blink Dog. Okay. He will do that. That is a 16 to hit. I'll use shield as my reaction. Oh, uh, firebolt the dog. Okay, go for it. 15. That hits. All right, 12 fire damage. Oh, no, he's just going to be silly. He's going to try draining the blood again. So that hits. 12 damage. 14 points of damage. Uh, Femfex. Perfect, thank you. All right, I'm going to do a tidal wave. That is, that's a 21 for the dog. Hey, look at that. It's not 20 for just say, uh, I uh, believe they still take half damage, though. Zorian takes 15, 17 damage. Sonia, you still have to go? Uh, yeah, I haven't gotten yet. Okay. You're up. So I'm going to use another key point just for an extra hit for Flurry of Blows. But first, I'm just going to quarter staff attack. Doesn't hit, does it? Oh, you have Actually, it does hit. Um, one handed. That's my second one. Okay. How do you want to do One-handed. Okay. There's all of his bones. All all Hale will be thinking about is Beerus and how worried she is. And she'll just be like, I I can't trust you not to hurt us. And she'll just stick their hand into him and just pull out his heart. (laughs) Nice. Oh, pull a cane out. And just throw it. Okay. We're going to see Taseya just kind of after the death of Zorian and the rest. She'll look at all of you and says, you made a grave mistake doing this. And you'll see her um, shift into this um, bird-like form. As you see her grow in size, she starts to kind of look like a giant eagle but then starts to have the head of a goat and have these large antlers uh with that you'll see her flapping her wings and um starting to fly away but although the blank dog will then just start cowering away in fear and start whining and just running yeah now that all of you are, are for us there you go we'll just hold the orb you'll say thank you all, all of you um Matterhorn, I will. Uh, it's time to send you back home. I really appreciate your help here today. Call me again. I specifically asked to remain in peace. Okay, will do. And he will kind of just like take some time for him to figure it out. But a uh, portal opens to a to a snowy mountaintop town. And, yep. Uh, Matterhorn will. Uh, look to all of you and give a nod. But before leaving, he'll realize, hey, wait a minute. Beerus is kind of a kid, right? And he'll walk over to Beerus and he'll dig into, he has a little backpack. He's going to dig into it and he'll pull out a toy, like a made of wood. And I'll give it to him. And he'll just say, very festive. And he'll leave. I'll I'll see you sometime in the future, hopefully. But he stands and waves as the portal closes. Yep, so then Verdonis will continue and 
Well, um, it seems that, I mean, well, we now have an enemy against us, but uh, we kind of took this place for our own now. And I'd like you to make a home here with all of you for those that are I- willing to stay, of course. Uh, Fade asks him if he's able to use that to open a portal to anywhere specific now that he knows how to use it. Um, I owe, yes. I, I I can... owe, I owe a, a debt that needs repaid, he says. All right. Uh, where would you like to go? And he gives them a specific location within the demi-plane of dread. Okay, yeah. This, this artifact is powerful enough to do that, so he will definitely open that portal. <laughs> For you to step through. I'm not stepping through. Out emerges a dark-robed, rotting flesh-like being who has tattered robes um, adorning his eyes. He makes himself look humanoid. So he still has the same tattered black robes, but he has a nice refined white beard on his face and uh, has completely blackened eyes as he steps forward and nods to fade and simply snaps his fingers and disappears. That seemed... That guy looked really cool. No. He did. Beerus, that is not what cool looks like. I mean, aesthetically pleasing at least. I mean... (laughs) Aesthetically pleasing, I'll take. Me and Beerus have nowhere else to go. If Beerus wants it... We would be happy to stay. I would. I would love to stay. I, I would. I would love to help uh, with any anyone that needs help. I will also stay. I. I believe I owe it. Any other number that we can save, I would be happy to help. Aster, are are you going to stay? Well, uh, this place doesn't look like a dungeon, so I'll stay <laughs> for now. Yes. And uh, Miss Fenfix. I'm already home, honey. <laughs> I'm back in the Fey Wild. This is fantastic. Love of my life. All right. And this was the beginning of the Verdant Saviors. Nice. Good job. Hey. Before we travel back kind of to the present and we follow the group just as they walk through to Saya's mirror. Um, as Jakarta is the last one to um, get pulled self by the strings into Tissé's mirror disappearing. Zerani is by herself. And she looks around Tissé's room and uh, she's she kind of just speaks to herself. Well, I guess it's time to get back now. <laughs> but um, as she starts to make her way, she goes, she enters back into the big main room where she, where she sees the Tissé's body kind of lifeless and the rest of the sunflowers also destroyed. But she looks up to see the um, moonburst and as moonburst, right? In this world, it would technically be a moonburst, yeah. Cool. And the uh, dancing lights is the pixies kind of celebrate and joyous with, in the corner of her eyes, she can see a rainbow dragon just slowly kind of just fly across the uh, the sky. But before she um, looks back down, vines um, wrap around her arms and legs, restraining her, 
and she is forcefully thrown, pulled towards the ground as overgrowth starts to slowly wrap around and engulf her body, only leaving her kind of head to look around to see what's happening. And before her, she sees a green woman dressed in a leaf um, cloth that is now kind of a orange, orangish red. Um, she's she has a very, even though very beautiful face, she is now it is filled with anger and hate, and she looks down at Zarani. You, your people, killed Zorian. Now to say, I am the only one left. I have plans for you. Thank you all for listening. We are Eldritch Origins, releasing episodes as soon as we can to catch up to the main timeline. So mark your calendars and check back in with us on July 11th. Our theme for this podcast is an instrumental piece called King's Gambit, composed by Roberto Terrio Prado. We appreciate you tuning in and listening to our podcast and the one shot I got to run. By the permission of the head honcho over here. You can support us by following our social media at Eldritch Origins on Instagram, where we like to post funny memes that happen during the session. So mosey your way over there for chill vibes. But if the apps aren't your cup of tea, you can always check out our website at eldritchorigins.com, where we give a little bio about the players, the maps, and a way for you to connect with us. Thank you all again if you stayed this long, and we'll be seeing you soon. Just remember, Eldritch Origins is your fictional home away from home. Have a great day, everybody.